This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Well, we're switching gears. Kevin O'Leary. He participated in his first debate for the Conservative Party leadership this past weekend, and he was the target of many attacks by the other 13 candidates. He seems to have taken over from Kelly Leach as the one to beat, the one to attack. He's often described as Canada's Donald Trump. He's a brash reality TV star who made lots of money in business, though his business record is a bit murky. He has no political experience, and political stalwarts say he's not a real conservative. I know Kevin O'Leary. I used to co-host with him for a while. How has his presence changed the race, and is it for the better, and what are his chances? Let's go to Navigator Limited's Mike Van Solen. Hi, Mike. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm very good. So uh, what's your take on Kevin after the debate? Well, look, he is taking up a lot of oxygen in this uh, leadership contest. He has immediately, at least in terms of publicity, uh, pole vaulted to the number one spot. It's very interesting to see how he supplanted Kelly Leach as the focus of everyone's attacks. And he, his behavior suggests he, he's running a, a leadership, uh, a front-runner's campaign, which is really interesting because, of course, in these type of contests, it's really hard to know who the true front-runner is. And uh, he is said to have signed up 9,000 new members. Is that enough? You know, it's important. You know, it's a testament to the team that he has around him that he's got. He's achieved that number. Uh, no reason not to believe it. Um, the but in this in this contest, it's important that you know it's not just the people you sign up. You need to have other people in a ranked ballot system also say that they like you. So um, you know, the trick will be to sort of grow his popularity among people uh, he signed up, but also among people signed up by other campaigns. Uh, you know, everybody wants to be uh, the other candidate's uh, supporter's second choice as well. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's often portrayed as Canada's Donald Trump, and there are certainly some similarities, though he's not exactly Donald Trump. Do you see that his fortunes will rise and fall with those of Donald Trump? I, I'm not sure uh, that his fortunes will be tied to him, but I certainly understand the parallels. He He's a... TV personality. We saw Justin Trudeau uh, land in land in the uh, prime minister's office, and in part, his campaign was certainly aided by his celebrity status. Uh, Kevin O'Leary has that as well. He doesn't seem to have the uh, ideas about immigration uh, that we saw from Donald Trump that have caused him so much trouble. But he certainly is very pro-economic growth, pro-jobs. And what we do see, whether it's in the United States or the United Kingdom, there's, there's this appetite among the electorate for populist-style candidates. And he's certainly positioning himself in that regard. 
Yeah, it's it's really quite interesting to watch, and his uh, economic ideas would be very laissez-faire. When I used to co-host a show with him, and not that I believe he actually believed it, he used to say, the only important thing is money. All I care about is money. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, he does, you know, some people have criticized his business record. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and I think of the old joke, you know, I, you know, I'm not a businessman. I just play one on TV. And, <laughs> and, he, and he certainly kind of falls into that, into that uh, characterization uh, easily. Yeah. Either big, uh, you know, Mr. Wonderful, the Shark Tank uh, persona, uh, perfectly suited for TV. And that's why he's had that success there. Um, but, you know, I think uh, he's finding some resonance. Uh, part, part of the game is, is attracting the media attention to get the other candidates to respond to you. So uh, on that count, he's, he's doing what he has to. Well, we have Lisa Raitt, one of his competitors, uh, launched a whole website called Stop Kevin O'Leary. Yeah. On the weekend, uh, we had Aaron O'Toole, I believe, who his case is we don't need a celebrity in chief to try to beat the current celebrity in chief. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that these are strong attacks. I think they probably speak to the strength of, of Kevin O'Leary. Um, the uh, the truth is, people like celebrities. Uh, people like a little bit of a uh, rock star status among their politicians. Uh, it's a formula that proves very successful. So I'm not sure that they're undermining him with those attacks. Um, you know, it is it is an attempt. You know, we saw candidates in the Republican uh, leadership contest uh, take their time in attacking Trump, but. But Trump's ideas were a lot more um, outside of the realm of accepted Republican logic. So, um, you know, I, there could be a strategy. Somebody at the end of this this leadership campaign, there'll be Kevin O'Leary, there'll presumably be Kelly Leach and her supporters, and then there'll be the anybody but Kevin O'Leary and Kelly Leach candidate. So I think the a lot of the other field is trying to find out, position themselves as that person. And that's probably what Lisa's tactics and, and Aaron's tactics are trying to accomplish. And that person has a real chance of success because being super popular and brash the way, I'll say, both uh, Kevin and, and Kelly are, is probably great for getting a lot of first votes, first place votes pre- on a preferential ballot. But you probably also end up with a lot of 14s, too, because people love you or hate you. So, uh, you know, there's a real a possibility here for somebody to sneak up the middle who's everybody's second or third choice. And I think... Uh, like what happened with Stefan Dion? Trying to do. Pardon? Like what happened with Stefan Dion for yeah. the Liberals? Yeah, exactly. I think he was fifth place on the first ballot. So uh, you don't need to be everybody's uh, favorite candidate, uh, but you need to be everybody's... A real powerful uh, strategy is to be everybody's second favorite. Uh, a lot of people are thinking that Maxime Bernier is doing very well. He certainly does uh, seem to be doing well in terms of uh, attracting uh, in fundraising. Uh, there's a lot of caucus support. Um, it's it's hard, you know. It's always hard to read these things. It's hard for me to know how well he's doing in Western Canada. Um, uh, you know, I'm not sure how disciplined the the uh, campaign is. But he's a, he's a compelling figure. Uh, his libertarian views are certainly certainly resonate with a lot of conservatives. Um, you know, now it's about the operational game. Uh, you know, outside of, for example, his uh, outside of Quebec and his base. You know, how can he do in all the other ridings? You know, oh. 
and the, and the ground game becomes really important. Okay, Mike, that is all the time we have. Thanks so much for that. I'm sure this is a subject that we will revisit many times. No problem, Libby. Thanks so much. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.